It's uh, 1029 The Hog, Board of Mitch and Mandy at World of Wheels State Fair Park at the uh, Expo Center going on all weekend. And uh, we're speaking to a gentleman that will be here tomorrow, Dave Kindig. Uh, com is where you can find all his custom. I love that <laughs> See website. See what you did there. <laughs> Dave Kindig, welcome to the show. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great. Can you dig it? I, I do. I love it. Uh, did you, how long did it take to come up with the website uh, name there? Is it just, well, just flow? It was, it was pretty instantaneous. It's yeah. funny as I actually uh, never really cared for my last name. You know, it's kind of like a painter cuts his ear off because he doesn't like his own art. And uh, <laughs> I didn't like my last name until uh, I was about, I don't know, 18. And one of my friends was like, what's your last name? And I said, Kindig. He says, as in, can you dig it? And it just kind of stuck. So sure. I can't believe it took until you were 18 <laughs> right? with some kid in school before he came up with, can you dig it? Can you dig well, it? Get you it? Well, I didn't uh. say I was the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it seems natural. Yeah. <laughs> is, your, is your love of cars and wrenching on cars and creativity and everything? Uh, me and my son were looking at stuff on, on your website, and he, he turns to me and he goes, Dad. He loves Legos, too. When he was a young fella, he worked with Legos. He built stuff. Is that true? Is that really how that started? Or were you wrenching on cars with Grandpa or your dad when you were five years old? No. You know, actually, um, very much is true. Uh, Legos, Hot Wheels, uh, I was very much about that. Uh, I learned how to follow the instructions on Legos. I think it's a a great tool for young kids to kind of get an idea of how to work with their hands and, and to be creative. Um, so I really, I really did a lot of stuff. And then I started mixing medias. I had uh, plastic model cars later on and I found myself using Legos to build different chassis so I could roll them and, you know, play with them and, and get creative that way. So, um, no, I mean, Legos, I think is a, you know, I, I jokingly say I have a design and engineering degree from Legos and Hot Wheels, uh, that's, because that's really where my love of cars and, and that uh, came from and the ability to figure things out and build things and work with my hands. And for um, all moms and dads out there, it pays to follow. Get Legos. It, well, it pays <laughs> to follow directions in the Lego kits. Because a lot of right. times I think I could skip a, yeah. you know, skip a, a level or skip an instruction or, and it doesn't work. You have to do it just so. Otherwise, exactly. a, a lot of times exactly. the stuff doesn't go together right. They're fun. Is it still worth the, st- the pain of stepping on Legos that everyone has and parents have, right? <laughs> yeah, that, just that was the downfall of the Lego. But, you know, and, then, and really, uh, you know, very quickly, I would tell you that later on getting into more realistic looking cars, you know, plastic 124th scale, you know, plastic model cars, uh, you know, building them and following the instructions. And then you created what was on the package. And then more so, I loved going back, you know, a couple months later when, I've looked at the car enough, and I've got uh, you know all of that in my mind. I would tear those cars apart and add the parts to other cars or steal parts from the new model cars that I got and put them on the other ones and chop them up. And so no car was safe on my windowsill for very long. Yep, that's a mind. That, that creativity came from it as well. Uh, same back with Legos, taking you know your spaceship or your car apart and building something else. That's the mind of a builder right there. That's when you design in your head, and then you, you create from there. That's how a exactly. lot of guys do it. What kind of car do you drive on a daily basis? Um, I, I call it a snob rod. Uh, hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> the snob rod uh, this year is a Porsche Panamera Gran Turismo. Mm, uh, black like with a... red interior, which there's no better color combo, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's my daily driver. I love it. It's fast. Uh, I can throw other people, clients, in the back of it. And uh, and to a point, I can still go to the Home Depot and grab a couple of light yep. fixtures or whatever I need. So. 
I was really hoping you were going to be like, oh, it's a Prius. I really like to be. I can't. I couldn't hold a straight face and be a car guy driving a Prius. Um, Prius, you know, that's that brings me to what I would love to do is put a big, you know, cattle crush bar on the front so I could get the Priuses out of the fast mm. lane when I'm trying to commute to work. Same. That's, that's a hot rider right there. Uh, we're speaking with Dave yeah. Kindig, uh, who will be here at World of Wheels tomorrow. Uh, you and Spider-Man, a couple of the guests that are here tomorrow, Dave. So it should be a pretty fun day at World of Wheels here tomorrow. Uh, the show I is, can't wait. Yeah, the show is Bitch and Rides. You just completed your sixth season, right? Correct? Yeah, uh, Bitch and Rides. season is done. We're busy uh, recording season seven and uh, building some wonderful cars yet again. So great crew, and uh, we're very excited for our clients to get their cars at the end of the season. And and uh, and then season eight will be right behind it. So Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, great show for hot riders like myself. Um, you know what? I never realized, and I don't know how many cars are local that come into your shop. Is Salt Lake City the end-all, be-all of finds of old hot rods? Because I know people come from around the country, but is there a lot of stuff local by you? Yeah, there. You know, there's there's good finds. There's still barns uh, that are you know here in Salt Lake that it, uh, you know you can find a, a gem every once in a while here and there. Park pretty much like anywhere else i wouldn't say that we're a, a mecca or behind i think we're pretty average as far as the the car community goes uh there's definitely a, a great following for you know classic cars and hot rods and restored vehicles um so uh, you know there, it's funny as there's so many uh people that have a story about a, a car that was something special in their family or you know personally or whatever and i think everybody has a car person or is a car you know person inside and has a great story. So, uh, and that that's pretty much all across the board. So, I got some great uh, clients here in Utah. But to be honest with you, just like you said, I, I think I've got you know uh, cars from everywhere in the United States and even outside of the United States. So, I'll tell you one thing that I wish I would have kept my first car ever. I <laughs> just barely graduated. I w- I wasn't able to get my license till I was eighteen because I was a naughty boy in my household. So I couldn't drive till I was 18. All my buddies are driving. They're starting to wrench on cars and work on old Chevys and whatnot. 18, my dad buys me a 64 Cadillac. The thing's all, cool. it's, it's a, it was a, it turned out cool, but it was a, it was a kind of a rust bucket. It was a rag top. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my buddies worked on it. My grandpa did the body work. That was his job back then. And that car turned out to be so, so cool Everybody wanted to ride in a Batmobile. It was the last of the fins on the Cadillac. There was some little fins on the back. And I wish I had that car today. What happened was I couldn't afford the gas. It got about, (laughs) seriously, about eight and a half miles to the gallon. Think about that. Eight and a half miles to the gallon. I think that car had a 460 in it. I don't recall what stock motor was in it back then, but this is like, you know, 42 years ago. If If I had that car now, man... It would be a chick magnet <laughs> for my well, wife. You know, everybody, everybody. It seems like everybody always regrets the one car that got away or that they sold. And, and it's, there's so many great stories. My first one was uh, the assistant manager at Tom McCann Shoe Store. My first job, so Rudy. He says, "Hey, Dave, I noticed you don't have a car." He says, uh, "You know that '65 Buick Riviera I got?" I said, "Yeah." And he says, "I'll sell it to you for 500 bucks and I'll take payments." I was like, "Really?" I thought that was the coolest. I had that car for two weeks. I had two speeding tickets that equaled more than the $500 I needed to pay him for the car, and I had to give it back to him. Yeah, yeah. So That's the one that got away from me. It's got to be in your wheelhouse. But just your show, it's something that if you never saw it, I'm sure you have, but if you never saw it in your hot rodder, you've got to tune in. It's a great, great, great show, and you are a great builder with a great mind. 
I got one more okay. question before we go. Yeah. When you when you go to bed, when you're really knee deep, neck deep in a car, when you go to bed, do you eat, sleep, and crap that car until it's done? I hardly sleep when I'm, you know, as we uh, go through the punches, the development of the car, we get excited, and then we start building it, and it's months and months and months until we get closer to the end. As we get closer, you see the excitement, not just for myself, but everybody else, and then I start kind of staying up at night and dreaming about driving that car yet again uh, in my mind, like I did when I first developed the, the concept of the car. So um, the excitement for the whole team to see the car coming back together, and now we have the interior going in it, and the wheels are on it, mm-hmm. the stance is cool, and you know the upholstery is uh, wrapping up, and then we go to the car show. That's when it's the most exciting, and it gets really hard to sleep at the end there, yeah. How does absolutely. It, how does it work when you build one and it doesn't drive or ride quite right? Because then you got to tear apart and go into the suspension a little bit that you thought was right. So there's a lot of right. detail that once in a while you probably don't get exactly right. No, I, I have to. Um, you'd be surprised. You know, we use the same uh, vendors over and over again, different sizes and shapes and wheelbase or whatever. But when you put a custom chassis under that's already engineered, it's pretty hard to not miss or to not hit the target. Um, you know, when we build a car and we chop the top, I and mean, we try and engineer it right from the very beginning, if we're going to chop the top and build new door jams and that kind of stuff, we we try and engineer it um, that uh, you know it, it's you know we've got enough room in there for a gasket. We pre-build with gaskets and everything else. I mean, it's a lot of technical stuff, but overall, I mean, we've been building cars over twenty years now uh, as a team, and uh, we know how to lick the gravy off our hot rod building plate. I think at this point, yeah, and that's why you got your own TV show, and I don't. <laughs> Bitch and Rides is Dave Kindig's TV show. I'll uh, be at World of Wheels tomorrow. Uh, you're just hanging out. You can uh, you can just meet you, Dave. Right? Just wandering around yep, and yep, checking I'll out the be show there from uh, one to four p.m. and uh, uh, come by and say hi. And I'm looking very very forward to uh, to getting out there and, uh, and being a part of the show tomorrow. And the spinoff show is what you were telling us about a little bit off the air. Spinoff. Yeah, so we just actually uh, just finished uh, filming a spinoff TV series called Bitch and Boot Camp, which is basically a Fabrication and welding competition. We brought in uh, out of a, a more than a thousand entrants. So we brought in twelve people, and basically everybody got to battle down until we got to one person that uh, reigned superior and was offered a job, and they actually accepted. Nice. So, what? Got another uh, piece of uh, piece of uh, mm-hmm. or another artist uh, that's coming aboard. So it's very like excited. Bachelor for, that. for custom cars, right? <laughs> yeah. well, there you go. Will you accept this car? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. Of- <laughs> hey, um, have you ever been in Milwaukee before, Dave? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, my my producer is actually a, a cheese has a, a cheese head as they would call it, I guess. Nice. And uh, yeah, Nick Maher, great uh, great producer, great friend of ours, and uh, he's actually that's his hometown. Yeah, there's a lot of hot rodders here and a lot of people waiting to see you. Can't wait. Yeah, and the weather looks pretty good for February in Milwaukee, Dave. So you got that going for you this weekend. So uh, enjoy good, safe good. travels, and we look forward <laughs> to uh, to seeing you tomorrow at World of Wheels. Dave Kindig, kindigit dot com. <laughs> Check out Bitch and Rides. Uh, pleasure talking to you, Dave. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Dave. Right back at you guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks, brother. Okay.